Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. We want to send a shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Racecrack Motors. They are down there on Grey Street. Go and check them out. Right, we uh, welcome, of course, as we always do, to our uh, to the fold. We have with us Ra Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, good morning, bro. Good morning, boys. Another scintillating, uh, encapsulating episode of Full Time. Hope sure. our listeners uh, are out there sitting back, tuned in with a nice hot cup of. Uh, cup of java, cup, cup of coffee and, uh, you know, relaxing back and just uh, getting ready to join the boys in their usual talk about nothing. <laughs> How true. How true. Joining us, of course, uh, from Pyroa, uh, we have with us Rena Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, morena, bros. And uh, big day in Pyroa today. It's all about celebrating our Scottish whakapapa. Uh, oh, nice. The Highland Games are in town. So we've got a massive day in town. The kilts are out. Hopefully they've got some taro on underneath <laughs> and the bagpipes are going this morning. So, yeah, she's full on, mate. And I'm uh, looking forward to uh, keeping you entertained for the um, next hour or so. Ooh, hopefully, hopefully it's not too breezy up your ways, eh? Uh, also joining, <laughs> us, joining us over there in Australia, we have with us our man uh, JT, Jason Tuff, if you don't get more than a bro. Yeah, more than a Keith, more than a Zura and Reno. Uh, Watching it out, of course, earlier at home this week, but today on the Gold Coast we have a celebration because we can't nice. get the holiday off the so we have yeah. normally the first Saturday after, so heading down there and um, <clears throat> no, no problem, I'll see it home, maybe I'll, I'll organise one here. Just to, like, <laughs> Great idea. So, so, so uh, you know, um, I remember you saying that... Uh, you have your own kind of Waitangi Day celebrations. Um, what, what's going to be involved for you um, today then, or this morning there, um, JT? Oh, look, after we finish this, I'll, I'll um, get the rest of the family up and we'll head down there and get a, what, sit out there, a couple of gazebos in our chairs and uh, whatever else, you know, the old eskies or the old Charlie Bun, as the Aussies call them. Yeah. And uh, just a, a day of... Um, it's like a familiar tongue of people getting together and catching up, and lots, lots of Maoris here in South East Queensland, and it's, it's a really good time to, to catch up, say good day, and you know, chew the facts, and basically do what we're doing the show here. Talk about nothing. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> great idea. Um, what about you, right? What did you uh, happen to get up to on Waitangi Day? Oh, just the usual kissy, you know, it's one of those sort of Kiwi days off that, uh, that, that most of us enjoy spending time with, uh, with family and just sort of. Uh, you know, just, just just making the most of the day because a bit of an unusual one this week because it's in the middle of the week. Mm. Um, so used to having it, you know, the weekend or Monday eyes. But uh, no, it's always good having a break through the middle of the weekend and just catching up. Just uh, a little bit. Uh, I can't even remember what the weather was like just quietly, but I don't think it, wasn't it was great. Great. Uh, no, been a little bit unpredictable up our way. So, you know, hot and next minute cool. So, so yeah. Uh, regardless, so it's, it's a great day to celebrate and. And um, hey, apparently, uh, by all accounts, up at uh, up at the venue itself, Waitangi, um, they had a rather you know quieter, quieter yes, celebration. I suppose they did. Than most, yeah. you know, given the characters <laughs> that we invited there. So, so yeah, um, interesting. Mm. Reno, what about you? What did you get up to on on our day off there? Yeah, well, I went up to Waitangi, bro. Oh, and, nice. Uh, took up an adult. Adult toy and wanted to throw it to someone. <laughs> no, um, 
Oh, did you miss? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I just kicked back at home. Uh, we had our Waitangi celebrations and uh, the 10th annual year. Went running that in town. Had a reggae group playing here as well. Uh, mm. Everything we need to get out there, teaching our uh, tamariki back here in Hauraki a bit about the history of Waitangi and really just a day celebrated. And, uh, you know, plenty of kai moana, uh, fundraising opportunities, but just an enjoyable day. Uh, music, fun vibes, celebrating Māori culture and yeah, just good times, bro. And um, didn't see much of it on the TV, to be honest yes. with you. So I'm not too sure how things unfolded. I do know um, uh, a few people made a return there and uh, had a bit of a all And yeah, a few things going on there. But no, just another day to, to uh, commemorate and celebrate, as most do uh, throughout the Mutu, bro. Absolutely. Right, now uh, we'll, we'll start off with a bit of cricket. Now, one, one of the things that was um, viewed, and I know you watched it, I think it was on... Was it on Channel Seven over there? JT was um, about the underarm incident. What 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 were your thoughts about um, you know that particular program there, JT? Yeah, well, let me just start by saying my lack of love for Greg <laughs> Chappell has just been enhanced by this whole documentary. Right, uh, mate. Just one of those pricks you'd love to see in a dark alley and, and yes. you know, put him in a chokehold and say good night to him. Yeah. He's blaming the weather, he's blaming the pitch conditions, he's, you know, he's blaming the house for itself. And, and the fact that there's no apology yeah. to the cricketing fans of New Zealand, mm. uh, to, to the players, uh, and also the way when he said, you know, oh, and Trevor bowled the perfect under under loop, and he said it with a smile and so many little faces. Just really good under my skin, you know. I've, mate, I've got no animosity whatsoever towards Trevor, he was just following the instructions of yeah. Of his dopey looking brother, and also to the two umpires, mate, when Martin mm. took their cap. I know. Yeah. As I say, that's a fair income, mate. That was out of the house. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, Keithy, no, disappointing, mate. Um, you know, good good story, good to see. Great story. I uh, hadn't seen uh, Jeff Howard for a long time, mm. uh, either on TV, on TV and he's certainly yep. looked, looked a bit older, and he yes. saves all those letters fans and that. And, um, Bruce Edgar, he, he still looks pretty young, actually, like he could still, he could still play. Um, um, Brian McKechnie, interesting to get his point of view, but uh, yeah, I, I think just it, it focused too much on Greg Chappell. There was wasn't enough input from uh, from our side of it. Certainly, uh, Ian Swift had a little bit to say, and you know he was only a 22 year old kid. He said he couldn't yeah. really pipe up and say, "Hey, mate, you're out," because he was talking to a, a legend of the game. Or, yeah, and, and it was I was not in mind that he's a dickhead of the game. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so yeah, mate. Overall, uh, it's it's um. One of those things, you know, the Aussies say, get, up, <clears throat> get over it, but we say, no, nah, never. It just highlights your character, all that sort of stuff. And uh, one of those things from sport, mate, which will always be there in, in, in the subconscious of, uh, of New Zealand sports fans. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what, what was interesting is that, you know, a lot of those guys have just gotten a lot older, it seems. Um, and, you know, I think... It's well, so it look it looks as if that um, out of all of the chapels, because there were three of them, Ian, Greg, and and Trevor, who all represented um, Australia at one point of time. Um, Trevor looks like he's the oldest, and he's supposed to be the youngest out of them, isn't he? And boy, he looks really haggard. So it looks like time has you know, I, I from what it looks like, uh, things have really caught up with him, um, especially around that incident. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I was, yeah, you're right. He, he does look like he's <laughs> he's been through the mill and back a few times, and I've certainly heard in other areas or, or read over the years that it's taken a bit of a toll on him personally. Yeah. And mm. 
you know, um, and that's un it's almost understandable. He was the one who did the deed, but in, in my opinion, this is what I think. I don't think he has anything to be ashamed of. He was just following the instructions of his brother, uh, who, who definitely, in my eyes, is the villain in this whole thing. Mm. You know, he had the luck of Rod Marsh. Yes. Uh, legend of the game, yes. you know, saying you can reach this behind the stumps. No, nah, mate, don't do it. Yeah. You know, just an absolute look of disappointment. And, you know, you saw Kim Hughes, the, who, who would um, take the captaincy of Greg Chapel later on. Yeah. Saying, sweet, mate, you need a six to tie. This guy couldn't hit the skin off a custard. <laughs> just, uh, you know? Yeah. Bold poor. Let's get out of here. Let's go and have a beer. We win. And all yeah. of a sudden, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those. Like I said, mate, it'll always be there. It'll always come up in conversation. I, I'd sort of give one Aussie mates a hard time with it. And they always say, oh, I'll just let it go. But then eventually they calm down and say, oh, you know, no. Nah, Disgraceful and all the rest of it. So, yeah. All those interesting anomalies, uh, things that happened in sport, and that's why we love sport. It brings up situations like that all the time. What I found really interesting was um, Greg How, uh, Jeff Howarth, uh, when he got a lot of letters. Now I didn't realise this at the time, but he got a lot of letters, and a lot of them were from the Australians themselves. You know, sending him apology letters. You know. Uh, and the like, and it just goes to show how, I guess, um, how much that game kind of meant to a lot of Australians at that time. Even the Australians themselves, a lot of those Australians themselves, weren't too pleased with um, what Greg Chappell, what, what the Australian team did in there at that time. What do you reckon? Oh, it's an international embarrassment. I mean... I don't know if you know how the landscape of sport in Australia here works, but cricket is probably the only game that's followed right across the country, mm. um, from you know from Western Australia back to this side to Queensland, up to up to Darwin, down to Tasmania. Uh, in the winter, you have your footy codes, your rugby league, and AFL. They're the two biggest ones, but not followed right across the board. Whereas cricket is the sort of the one that galvanises uh, yes. the country. So it's yes. down this dog, particularly you know back in 1981, um, it would have been cricket. The, the the impact of, the, of that on on this on this country would have been an embarrassment, and it still causes embarrassment today. Although it was somewhat um, put in the second seat by the uh, sandpaper thing last year. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Another one of those um, strange things. Strange uh, quirks, but uh, yeah. yeah, mate. Um, Jeff Howard receiving all those letters from the Aussies. No, no surprises there. Mm. And, um, in fact, the biggest acts of sportsmanship involved New Zealand is Jeff Howarth, you know, giving them a bit of a pat on the backside and wishing them well and saying, you know, go for it and the next time they played. And then when they came out here, I mean, how good was the big lawn bowl being sent out across the ground? <laughs> True. Chapel gets on to make, oh, was it 100, I think, or something like that? Yeah. And the uh, yeah, crowd gave him a standing ovation. I oh, was yeah. giving him a bloody full beer by the ball. No, no I'll let it go, John. Yes, let it go, let it go. Now, I, I don't know if I don't know if you saw any of it yourself there, Reno. But um, what is your take about the entire incident? There, there, oh, Reno? mate, that's like what when I think about it, it's thirty-eight years ago, eighty-one. Yeah. It's still fresh in the minds, eh? And something you'll never ever forget, especially when it comes to cricket. And everyone talking about the chapels, that guy's going to go with that whole story down to his grave, bro. And uh, like JT said, it's one of the uh, most embarrassing moments. Uh, for cricket in general, but uh, definitely for Australia. And we got the saga that happened last year as well. So, yeah, no, it's quite interesting listening to that. I haven't seen the show that uh, JT was talking about, but yeah, it brings back a lot of memories. I remember as a young fella sitting there watching it and wondering what the hell was going on. So, 
you know, Greg Chappell in his day was a damn good spat he was. sportsman in cricket. He was. Uh, you know, don't take that away from him, but um, that incident is always going to be marred. I'm surprised actually no, um, uh, you know, $2 shops or those type of shops have done any T-shirts, merchandise on it. They'll make a quick buck out of that, bro. Yes, yes, that's very true. You know, with a bit of an image on that on the front of a thing and the underarm thing, especially to uh, kind of celebrate a re- recent and, you know, someone's going to make some coin out of it. But oh. it's quite interesting, actually, how we're talking in depth about this and it happened uh, over three decades I know. It's unreal. It stays, it stays in your mind. Indeed. Now, um, I know... I know that um, you are, uh, you're you're not a, a um, what do you call it a cricket fan uh, at, at all, but uh, even you must have some kind of an opinion about um, the the incident itself. Yeah, well, you're right, Kim. I'm not a cricket fan, but I'm a sports fan, and, and I think what JT was saying about even yourself about you know how some of the Aussie fans at the time they weren't too happy about you know how their team. Had, uh, had won the game, I think, you know, as a sports fan, and if your team's any good, and as we know, the Aussies are, mm. you know, best, it's not one of the best in the world, and they've been cricket their national game, but, uh, you know, for a fan to watch your team, who's, who's you know, sort of regarded as up there and, and are very good, and you see them winning that way, it even puts a bit of a damper on you. I, I try to relate it to us, you know, as all-back fans, um, if the all-backs had to do something like that, just to win a game, I think, you know, we'd probably be happy, but we'd probably also feel a bit guilty about the way we won it because, you know, that's, that's the thing with sports, uh, what they're saying, it's all fair and, and love and sport or war or whatever, but, yes. um, you know, there are ways to win the game, you know, unless it's really, really crucial, uh, the win, well, then, you know, you'd like to try and do it uh, the prim and proper way, you know, to try and beat your opponent, um, you know, the, the right way instead of, you know, resorting to tricks or... <laughs> Wasn't it Andy Hayden back in the day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. See, one. I was at the line out wondering, um, it was one, I don't know if you're saying, yeah, 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 and was, and he, yeah see, 81, I was busy focused on that so. Springbok tour. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, it was interesting because, uh, uh, well, from, from, from what I understand, the referee actually. Uh, there was something that happened in front of the lineup. I mean, sure, Andy Hayden jumped out, but um, I don't know if that was what the penalty was for. But certainly, um, oh, what was the prop's name? Uh, there was something I can't remember the prop's name, but he was uh, in front and he had gotten pushed yeah. by one of the South African guys. Yeah, you're right, Keithy. I think uh, I think there was an infringement. Uh, you know, and I think that's what coach. the referee was pointing at, rather oh, well, than yeah. yeah. Well, Teddy Hayden's ex, uh, he got uh, he got top marks for drama. I'll tell you, he it was did. Brilliant. He did. It was and, brilliant. And, and it it looked awesome. Enough, so. <laughs> he kicked the goal, boys. Yeah, it was um, Houston. Alan Houston. Alan Houston. Oh, um, Brian Houston, yeah. McKinley. Yeah, Alan Houston uh, kicked. Brian McKickney. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, you're right. Brian McKickney. <laughs> yes. Isn't that interesting how he's gone through a lot of controversy, you know? There's been a bit of controversy, uh, you know, obviously he's a great sportsman, but, uh, you know, he's been involved in a number of the most controversial things that happened in the 80s there, AJT. That's an interesting one. Probably the two most controversial things in New Zealand's history. Yes. Give it a profile of cricket and rugby back back home there. Mm. Mm. 
So it's interesting that he was involved in both incidents. I think that was yeah. uh, really quite interesting, um, to be quite honest. Very that interesting. Man buy a beer again. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I, I I I really enjoyed watching that program. Um, you can go on YouTube and watch it if you're or so inclined. I dare say Raul Walker probably won't. But um. What was interesting to me, anyway, JT. Now I'm not sure if it's if it's well known over there, but um, I remember back in the 80s uh, hearing about what was what's now called Bodyline. It's a, a legendary, well, I guess, tour that happened back in the 1930s. Now I remember seeing, I think it was a mini series back in the 80s that was about Bodyline, and I just remember watching that. And just how interesting that was, and the way that the English won that entire series. But boy, they they were vilified by the Australians and even by those back in England. Um, do you remember any of that, or know of any anything like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was to it was to combat Donald Bradman. They couldn't yes. get him out on the yeah. previous tour. He basically single-handedly won the Ashes for Australia. So they came out with a plan to bowl short pitch deliveries <clears throat> down the leg side into the batsman's head. And stack the field so they had that of a man down at fine leg and man at sort of backward square, sort of behind the wicket yeah. when, you, when, you, when, the, when the hook shots played. Yeah. And yeah, it worked. I think Harold Larwood was the name of the um, yes. English skipper who Larwood. Was, he might have been the bowler. Uh, I think he was the bowler. Jardine. Yeah. Somebody Jardine. Yeah, that was Jardine, was the captain, that's right. Right, right. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things that I remember. And it's quite historic. And, and obviously, I guess it's something that. I don't know if it's um, uh, uh, you know, if it's a, a big mark in the uh, in, in, in cricketing history over there, but I know it's certainly a big thing. It must be a big thing over there, yeah, it, it, is, it is here because it involves Australia and it yeah. involves them being on the left side. So it, it, it's like us in the underground situation. Yeah, the role was in the in the, the bodyline um, saga for them. And in fact, if we touch again on that uh, underarm, it was called the biggest controversy in cricket since bodyline. Yes. So, Right. Basically, prior, you know, something had gone down in cricket, months of water, and then all of a sudden the underarm came along. And here we are, what, 37 years later last year, and they they stripped Bunnings of all the sandpaper they got and sharpened <laughs> the ball up with it, whatever they did. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate, sport and controversy never too far apart from each other, especially if you're a rugby league fan, hey, Reno? <laughs> yeah, you tell me about it. Tell me about it these days, eh, mate? I mean, whether you're out there doing uh, adult movies, who knows? I still live here, tell you. Oh, they're making adult movies now, are they? Oh. You know, unless, you're, unless your name's Ben Barber and you've got nowhere else to bloody go but hide under a rock. <laughs> oh. oh, well, interesting indeed. Um, well, uh, we've spent almost the whole time talking about cricket. Love it. Oh, I don't think we've done this for forever. On um on um on, on full time, let's talk a bit of um rugby league. Of course, we've got the Indigenous All Star and the uh, Maori All Stars game coming up um Friday. Hey, this coming Friday, uh, boy, gotta be looking forward to that, AJT. Eh, yeah, yeah, of course, mate. It's uh it's getting towards that time of the year again, where the temperatures are supposedly been to drop, and you know, that brings on the um the onset of autumn and. Uh, and the start of rugby league, so yeah, mate, this will be a cracking way to get the season launched. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the Māori have the slight advantage in, in, in the forward back, definitely. So, but in the, the indigenous side, well, they're going to need a new fullback because I think old Ben Barber's not allowed to play anymore. So, 
Yeah, mate. Um, oh, look, just can't wait. Clash of two cultures. A lot of controversy, once again, there's that word surrounding the sections and the Māori, in particular of uh, James Tamo, and also to a degree um, young Kaelin Ponga. But, mate, in my opinion, they've got Māori blood in them. Yep. They're eligible. Again, Whoever's, agreed. Whoever's um, throwing the darts out there, get over yourself. Yeah, and there's quite a few. You know, and this is what... I'm not saying it's upsetting, but... You know, there, there, there seems to be quite a few people that just can't get over the fact that um, they're in that team, and I, I, I don't know what it is uh, uh, about it. Uh, what, what do you think about it, JT, about all this harking on about James Tamo and and and, and Ponga being in the in the team? What's going on? Oh, I think James Tamo has copped quite a bit of criticism because he turned his back on the team. Yeah, uh, and it was it's quite a um. Uh, quite a well publicised event at the time. Ricky Stewart approached him and said, "Mate, do you want to play State of Origin for New South Wales?" And at, the, at that time, the eligibility criteria was still a bit grey, as I think it is now for State of Origin. Mm. And he said, "No worries," and he signed up and played, and then played for Australia in the World Cup later on that year in, in 2013. And uh, you know, so he he made his bed and he, he lay in it. Um, but let me just say this: if someone's offered 50 grand to play a game in three of those games a year, yeah. It's pretty hard to turn down, mate. Yes. You know, and um, he turned his back on New Zealand, not on not on the Māori. He's, he's trying to, you know, maybe make up for that now. And and who wouldn't want to pay for the people, mate? I, exactly. Personally, would rather pay for the Māori than the Kiwis, but mm. that's just me. Mm. And and there's a couple of guys also on there, Dane Gagai, who's come out. You know, no one's really criticised him. No. Uh, and also uh, Jordan McLean, the ex-Storm prop. He's yes. in there as well. He's born and raised in Australia, but his uh, I think it's his father is, is Māori. Okay. So, yeah, there's four guys in there that have made themselves available for Australia. Does it make them less Māori? Hell no. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, well, what do you? What, what's your take on it, there, Ra? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you are what you are, and if you know, they do have Māori blood. Well, you, know, you, you can't even take that away from them. So, no. I think regardless of if they have represented another country and not the country that you know a lot of people would expect them to to, to play for. I think, uh, you know, you've got to go back, look at song, don't forget your roots, uh, go back to your roots, which, as I say, you know, the indigenous roots are Māori, so, hey, it's a Māori team, so I, I can't really see the problem, it doesn't matter if you're staying on Mars or in Sydney, um, you know, you go back to, to the fuel foundation, so, and, you know, that's, that's good, I, I, I like the, the novelty aspect of it all, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game, I think people should just sort of, um, you know, just sort of take it for what it is. It's, it's going to be uh, a feast of full-on entertainment. And, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't really care who wins, even though I, I want our Māori team to win. But I, I'm just going to be watching it just for the spectacle of football. I mean, you know, Indigenous cultures play that sort of running, hard, physical style. So uh, it'll be no different during the game. Indeed. Uh, you've got to be looking forward to it too, eh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for it, mate. I've been amped about this game since the uh, middle of last year when they spoke about it. The women's team playing first and foremost and the men's team. I just think, bro, personally, my opinion, those people who write up those horrible comments about the whole debacle of it need to pull their heads out of their backside and take a look around because the whole big picture is about the Indigenous people. Mm. Uh, the game is uh, part of this as well. And uh, anything that seems to happen, uh, we've just been through that with Waitangi uh, yeah. of Wednesday. Anything of the Indigenous culture that happens anywhere in the world sparks up a lot of social media coverage. I just have to wonder whether these uh, people that do this stuff have the surname Brash 
because it buggers <laughs> me off. Uh, big picture for me, mate. It's the game. It's the game. And if they choose to play for whatever team they want to play, that's their opinion. That they, They're allowed to do what the hell they want to do. They can't be governed by people uh, typing up and being keyboard warriors. They can all go get stuff. And all I want to do is uh, watch the game and bring on the NRL season. Look, I've missed rugby league for a few months. Mm. I've uh, watched a bit of Super League uh, early hours of the morning. So uh, I'm getting ready for an exciting season. I know you are, Keithy, with the yes. uh, Warriors, and you've got Absolutely. big plans on that. But, yeah, it's the start to the NRL season. Bring it on. I can't wait. And uh, many more weeks to come. You know, when it gets down to October, looking to the end of October, I'm sitting there going, oh, God, now, what the hell am I going to watch now? Oh, no, the World <laughs> Cup. So, um, yeah. Mm. So, now, bring it on, man. I can't wait. Can't wait to see the girls out there again. And another exciting season of NRL. And a lot more to talk to be uh, talked about on full time, no doubt. So, yeah, mate, bring it on. Can't wait. And on that, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify. Instagram and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter and on his website thepolishambassador.com You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on Full Time. our second session here on full time want to send a shout out once again to our uh, sponsors race crack motors uh down there on gray street now um with this indigenous game i just want to sort of like end things off with this indigenous game because there are a lot of people that just don't seem to get it and a lot of them are probably aussies ajt now i remember there was a i think it was a um there was an indigenous game you know uh held this was a few years ago, and one of the, uh, I don't know, one of the players, I can't really remember his name, but he was doing like a spear-throwing sort of uh, thing. I, I guess you would call it like what we would do for a haka, I guess, 
and, and he seemed to get, I don't know, some some girl sort of some little girl kind of raciously said something and and that, and then a lot of uh, dare I say it, white people got on the bandwagon about. Um, you know, him having to uh, been allowed to celebrate uh, in that particular way in, in an indigenous game. Do you remember that at all? I think it was one of those um, what are you, Aussie Rules games. Do you remember that at all there, JT? I think you're probably meaning, geez, was Adam Goods, possibly? Yes, that, that's it. Adam Goods, yes. Yep. And this was yeah. a few years ago, I will admit. I mean, Putting through Australia Day relatively unscathed, but all that sort of stuff is always going to be simmering. Uh, I want to say just below the surface, but certainly on the surface, it's probably racism here. It's quite rife. Uh, all, all new arrivals, apart from the, the first fleet of uh, convicts and settlers, whatever you want to call them, probably didn't experience racism. But you know, you go back for history: the arrival of the Greeks, the Italians, in the early mm. part of the last century, up out with you know, yeah, uh, and then the Vietnamese that came out. Of um, and then even us as a people, we still you know get a bit of flack. But uh, and now it seems to have moved on to the to the um, those from Islamic countries. But okay, yeah, those things with Australia, mate, and the, the, the poor old Aboriginal, the first people here, the first nation, the first Australians have always always copped it. And you know, old um, our fair skin fuzzy bros here just don't seem to get it, which is a sad thing. But uh, yeah, oh, mate, and Adam Goodsing was an absolute joke. There's a the girl who called him a baboon, I think, from the crowd, uh, and he called her out and got her booted out of the game, and it, it just blew up a big, big, uh, big storm on mm. the ground stuff. And um, yeah, uh, like I say, mate, it's just one of those things that uh, I, I can't understand. I, I don't give a stuff where you're from, mate. You're people are people to me. You treat me good, I'll do the same to you. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, this is the way it is with some people. True, true, indeed. Now. Um uh, Reno, well, uh, with with the indigenous game getting uh, getting going, I suppose uh, uh, you know uh, on Friday, uh, followed it'll be followed pretty closely. I dare say uh, the NRL season will be starting to kick off, eh? Yeah, yeah. I suppose the first one it's the uh, World Cup Challenge. Uh, it's the Roosters uh, up in up in the UK, uh, DW Stadium taking on the Wigan Warriors. Uh, that's the early hours. I think it's uh, going to be Monday, Feb, 18 hour time. So that's the World Cup challenge. Uh, main, all the big guns and the roosters have turned out for it as well. And, yeah, that'll get the season going. Then we'll get into kind of week one of the NRL. But, yeah, get through the Indigenous, watch a bit of the World Cup, uh, World Cup challenge. And then, yeah, like you say, Keithy, uh, right into it. And uh, we've talked about the Warriors. We've got big expectations for 2019 for them to make the uh, GF and, do one better than last season. They got to the top eight after uh, many useless years uh, before that. But hey, yeah, bring on the season. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And you know that week one, uh, we always talk about it in the show after we watched it. And it's like they've been playing all year. They just go full on, man. Mm. Physicality, everything, bring it on. And that first game on the first night, it's uh, pretty unbelievable. So an exciting season ahead. Yeah, I mean, you, you've obviously got to be quite excited too, AJT, eh, about... Um the up-and-coming uh, NRL season? Yeah, definitely, mate. It's like Reno says. It's, it's right from the get-go, game one, it's boom. You know, no holds barred in, into it. So and I guess that's the nature of playing in a professional competition. You, you've got to, you know, come out swinging and, uh, from, from, the, from the word go. And, and uh, to maintain that rage right throughout the season is, is, a, is a difficult thing. So 
Yeah, oh, mate, I can't wait. Like I said, the weather's starting to cool down a little bit, a little, little bit, and then I actually noticed there's dew on the grass this morning. I haven't seen that for a long time. So, yeah, the uh, the seasons are slowly starting to change, boys, and, you know, for the likes of Ra and all the majority of the people back home, Rugby Union's not too far away as well. I noticed they had a trial match up here last night between the Chiefs and the uh, and the Reds. So, yeah, mate, it's that time of year. Most, uh, most of us just can't wait for it. Now, um... <clears throat> One of the things, A Reno, uh, last year, especially for the Warriors, the best start probably of a season ever. Was it four, five in a row? Five in a row, you know. Uh, can we expect something like that happening again for us Warriors fans out there? Uh, no, we won't, mate. I'll be honest about it. We won't be able to replicate that. Uh, there's a few injuries in the team. They've got a preseason game coming up real soon up in Whangarei against the Tigers. Uh, Blake Green, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it is Blake, yeah, uh, ruled out with a little bit. Mm. Uh, injury hamstring, I think it is. Uh, they've just lost a young uh, Clockstead. He's uh, decided to go and play for the Raiders. A few ups and downs there, but that's just part of it. It's only early days yet. And can we expect him to get the fire back to back? Nah, nah, I don't think so, mate. Um, that's just a once in a lifetime opportunity and a very hard thing to come by. And uh, I know the expectations from fans and Others out there will be expecting to do rep- replicate there, but no, nah, I don't think so, man. You know, they only comes around once in a while. Mm, very uh, well, yeah. Still, could they do five in a row this season? What do you reckon? Maybe no, not to start no, off with. No, no, they won't. Okay. They won't. They they won't. Yeah, they'll, they'll get their inconsistency side of things kicking in somewhere along the along the way. It'll mostly be detrimental to them when it's Origin duty time. And it's going to be uh, when they need those two points. That's the focus they've got to have. If they want to get there like you and I want them to be in the grand final, they've got to focus and get their word consistency working throughout the season. And we'll see what brings there. Um, they'll have the ups and downs. That's just part of the league, mate. You can't win every bloody time. And you take your wins, you take your losses. But they've just got to be, as I say, consistent throughout the year. And we'll see what brings. It's a big year for them, 25 years. Uh, you know, when you think that's a pretty big time in the uh, big game with NRL, and it's a huge year. They've gone back to the original colours of the old DB Bitter days, and merchandise is selling out like nothing, and they've got some good deals. Um, you can buy memberships, and the special deal there is uh, if you're not liking how the Warriors are going, you can get a refund. Oh, really? So they've gone that uh, extra further. Yeah, 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 they have. Uh, they've changed it up a little bit. Mm. Uh, they've kind of turned the prices down to support the fans. Look, they're doing deals at $99 for all home games, uh, 10 games. How many games can you go to at $9.90? Wow. Uh, wow. You get discounted on merchandise. Uh, you get all the stuff. So they've really turned it around the season to uh, make it affordable. Um, and attractive for families, you know. So that's the key thing. They want to get the support back. They're pretty focused. It's going to be a big year, but hasn't even started, mate, and uh, we'll see what happens in week one for the Warriors. And, yeah, they've really changed things up. They've done the marketing well on it. I think they've done it because it's the uh, 25th anniversary. So, yeah, a lot of big expectations, but will they win five back-to-back? No, they won't do that straight away. JT, how are the um, storm uh, shaping up uh, so far? Uh, so, bro, Do you reckon? my wife's just going to make a cup of coffee and we're cracking up at the refundable Warriors uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> uh, I haven't really been following the storm too closely. A um, couple of big losses with uh, Billy Slater, you know, moving on to retirement. Mm. That's probably going to be the hardest one to replace. But I'm looking, hopefully, a big season of Sam Cassiano. He was sort of... Neither here nor there last year after all the off-season hype of him, you know, 
shredding all the weight and you know, going hard out of the training. So, uh, yep, uh, Cameron Muscle will get to step up. There's a bit of a battle between uh, Jerome Hughes and the young white good Scott Drinkwater for that vacant fullback position. So, mate, the Storm, not too sure. Every year I'm a bit, um, bit wary of how they're going to go. You know, they've lost, they lost Cronky the year before, then Billy last year, and so that, that sort of breaks out a bit of that, um, the, the older side, Ryan Hoffman also mm. is calling to retirement. So, look, um, mate, anything's possible, but I do agree with Reno there that there's no way no one the Warriors are going to win for five in a row first up. No way, no. Now, one of the things that also was uh, going to be happening, and this starts off um, uh, next weekend there, uh, Ra, uh, we've got Super Rugby uh, kicking off on next Friday. Yeah, it's all happening, Casey. I mean, you know, this is that time of the year, uh, the time of the season when, you know, you basically can... and unions sort of um, getting, getting their uh, season going, so... Uh, it's, it's going to be another full-on, uh, you know, few months of, of footy, footy action, and uh, it's going to be interesting in Super Rugby um, to see how, you know, see how the competition goes. And uh, once again, I suppose you can't go farther than the Crusaders; they've got to be the, the favourites again. I mean, you know, they've got a year and yeah. year out, almost every year, right? Yeah. yeah, essentially, uh, you know, they've got a good breeding program, or you know, bringing up the young players. To sort of fill the roles of a lot of the experience back to maybe moving on. So no, I think uh, they've got to be the uh, the, the big favourites. I'm still going to back my two teams, uh, the Highlanders and the Chiefs. There's always sort of uh, hope for them, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, the, the Blues. Yeah. Them sort of uh, you know starting to make sort of movement and starting to find their winning ways. But I uh, like the Warriors. Uh, it, it's a new year, so. Uh, you know, let's hope, uh, let's hope, like the Warriors, let's go Warriors that uh, they can perform to expectations and, and, and keep fans happy. Maybe Rugby Union needs to sort of adopt the Warriors' uh, uh, motion of like how, you know, if the fans aren't happy, then they get a refund. Um, that's an interesting concept. A very interesting one. So so you are, you know, you're sticking with the Chiefs and the Highlanders, you're not going to change them um, again as usual? Talked them up, mate. Uh, always the uh, big favourites going into any Super Rugby season. Rouse two teams. Actually, the Chiefs Highlanders started over over in Hamilton this Friday, uh, seven thirty-five. Then you'll see the Blues. Everyone's talked the Blues up. The return of Ma'a Nonu. Uh, things have gone pretty good for the Blues in the uh, preseason games. Uh, you know, I support the Blues fans to get right behind this team. They promise so much. I hope they get to deliver that. 
because there are a lot of loyal blue fans out there and uh, things start off with a hiss and a roll then the wheels just fall up big time everything comes crumbling down which we see a blues team down at the bottom of our New Zealand franchise but they've got a tough one they've got the defending uh, champions Eden Park uh, Crusaders uh, always seems to top below the blues right on full time that's, that, that's just how crucial their game is uh, Crusaders will be a pretty strong team depth we know all about that your Hurricanes team play over uh, in Brookie against the uh, Tars bro so yeah, big week coming up uh, as we build up to week one of Super Rugby Friday night. Uh, Chiefs and Highlanders will be interesting. Chiefs got toasted up by um, the Blues in the preseason. And uh, they held on their win last night against the Red Dead Suncorp. So, yeah, another exciting year of Super Rugby, eh? Yeah, it is another, once again, another, um, uh, another uh, you know, uh, Super Rugby campaign um, up for grabs. And, uh, well, it, it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, pretty much the New Zealanders have dominated it, well, almost since the very beginning, haven't they, uh, Reno? You know, New Zealand teams have pretty much dominated this competition right from the get-go, haven't they? Yeah, they have. You're right. And uh, once they've kind of dominated, I mean, very strong with our five franchises up the top in any Super Rugby. Uh, we seem to pull it off as well when we get into the Black Jersey. This is a huge year this year for rugby with the World Cup. Uh, can we go to three, Pete? Uh, we're defending uh, after two years winning in a row. Uh, if things go to plan well, hey, I'll tell you now, if Scotty Robinson wins the Super Rugby uh, Championship with the Crusaders, I can guarantee you uh, 2020 he'll be the new yeah. All Black coach. Agreed. Yeah, I can guarantee you that one. Uh, but, yeah, it is a big year, and if our franchises go really good, we get to the finals in Super Rugby, the expectation just doesn't stop there because we'll expect that in the black jersey over in Japan, uh, you know, come what, October, November with World Cup. So, yeah, it's a massive year, mate. Um, a big year for rugby uh, fans out there and, and the rugby crowd as such. I mean, it is going to be a big year uh, this year, certainly, isn't it? I know it's one that you're certainly looking forward to there, uh, especially come um, World Cup time, eh? Oh, yeah, Kissy, and, uh, you know, I'd forfeit both my uh, Chiefs and... Uh, Ireland is not to do so well as long as the ABs can sort of come away with another uh, world title. I think that'll bring us to, what, three in a row, I think. Mm. Um, yep, yep. No, it'll be interesting. It'll be a watch of space, and uh, all eyes will be on that, uh, that World Cup uh, once it kicks off in, in Japan. And I just hope that, uh, you know, the boys do go through uh, unbeaten and, and they win their games well. Um, but, you know, you can get a good indication from the, the, the Super Rugby house the team might perform, you know, just judging by uh, our local sides, how they see against the South African and Aussie opposition. But, uh, no, that, that's a big one for, for the shares of the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, what was interesting, Ryan, this is the game that was played last weekend um, over there in, well, I'm not quite sure where it was played, but um, Ireland getting absolutely toasted up by... Um, England, so so England. they were brought back down to earth um, in, a, in a serious way, uh, weren't they, uh, Ra? Oh, yeah, but but it is England, and, uh, you know, they, they are one of the, the best teams in the world. They're up there in, in the top three or four, so, um, you know, you always knew that they were going to be uh, a bit of a challenge for Ireland, even though Ireland did, did have some impressive results uh, earlier on, but, uh, no, you can't take away anything from, from the Poms. I mean, they've got too much money. Um, a bigger player base is too much invested in, in their rugby not to try and uh, do well. And, uh, you know, they're going to be one of the teams that I think the All Blacks are going to 
that I had to keep an eye on in the World Cup or any any country for that matter because yeah, I think they're going to come uh, with, with all their guns, the guns are blazing. And um, you know, if as we saw them beating Ireland, if you don't have your game with you, um, England can just feel it just like that. Do you reckon, you know, I mean, is there a, another scary team? I mean, I, I guess, because one of the things you can't do is, hey, you can't count out Aussie. You can never count the Aussies out. Um, France is a possibility, but probably unlikely. South Africa have, have been pretty weak of late. And, and maybe, you know, the only other competition for the World Cup would maybe be England and uh, maybe Ireland. Are there any other teams possibly out there that you think could, you know, be a bit of a scare for for the All Blacks era? Well, you don't have to look, uh, to look no further than the teams you said, Keith. I mean, the three uh, down, this, down this hemisphere would obviously be the, the Tri-Nation teams, the All Blacks, the Aussies, and, and, and the Springboks in, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, England, Ireland, and France, obviously. Um Oh, yeah, and I'd like to see the Welsh come through, but uh, they haven't had a fantastic yeah, uh, season in, in centuries. Uh, no. And I, I can't see them doing well this year. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, my rank outsider could possibly well be uh, the Springboks. I think, uh, you know, I thought about Aussie, but I think they've just had too much sort of turmoil and, and, and confusion over the last couple of years. But uh, I think uh, they, they won't be too domineering in the middle cup, but I think they've got that sort of uh, live and die attitude. They love rugby as much as as we do, and uh, you know I think they're going to put it all on the line. So yeah, keep an eye on them. I think uh, they'll probably make the, the quarterfinals. Um, but you know, as we know, rugby is one of those games like league that it's on the day, and um, teams who don't do too well usually if they fire up uh, during the game uh, have the, an opportunity to. To take it out, but uh, no, the ABs have got to be the student favourite. What do you reckon, Reno? Um, are there any, I don't know, outsiders uh, that you can see in contention for the World Cup? Yeah, well, World Cup, yeah, well, World Cup is a whole different thing. Mm. Uh, it's a different thing. Uh, the fans over in Japan will bring something different. Uh, the expectations on your national team to represent your country proud, go hard, and hopefully bring back the William Webb Ellis Trophy. That's a huge ask uh, for our country. Uh, we're right behind the boys in black, and uh, you know we just love our supporting and winning team. And when things fall fall apart, mate, they fall apart. We know all about that. Look at the, the Irish games last year. Like I say, it's a whole different thing. Uh, any team can beat any team on any day. Uh, look at what Japan did to South Africa a few years ago. So you take a look at the Rugby League World Cup of uh, recent. Fiji knocked over the Kiwis. So anything is possible on any day. You don't bring your A game, you're gone. And that's it. You've got to do that every single game you play mm. uh, to get to the finals. So, uh, yeah, any, anything's possible, mate. Uh, don't rule out any of those other teams. We've met, you've made mention during the uh, Corridor with Ra. Um, on any day, anything can happen. And if you True. don't bring it, you lose it. Wheels fall off, mate, and uh, the panic buttons happen. So, you know, the last year, uh, forget about that. Ireland beat us. Who cares? It's a different year. It's a different World Cup. And we just got to see how things will work out for the boys. Uh, prior to the previous ones, 2011 and 2015, look at 2011, we hosted it. We thought we were going to be home and ho in that and yes. clean up everything because we did prior to that. Yeah. And we only won by one yeah. point. And thanks to the ref, when you blew the ref uh, whistle, when Andy Ellis kicked out the side, yeah. uh, that could have gone anywhere. That penalty could have gone somewhere else in the French may have won if they got the kick. So, uh, yeah, like I say, on any day, anyone can win. True. And if you don't turn out to play, 
Uh, well, who knows? You go home with your tail between your legs. Uh, look at England. Uh, they were useless at uh, last World Cup. Didn't even make the quarters. Yeah, they did. All that money invested. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, like I say, uh, anything is possible. Big year and bring it on and see what happens. And I know we're all hoping the boys in black can go to three-peat. It'll be fitting for Steve Hansen to end on a stellar career as a coach, being assistant uh, before in 2011, and then uh, 2015 being a winner. It'll be just the icing on the cake for mm. him. So we'll see what happens, mate. It's a long way yet. A lot of months to get through. True. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even, you know, even South Africa got tipped up by uh, Japan in the last World Cup. So I, I guess you're right. Anything can happen. Uh, real quick, what else is happening out there around Reno? Yeah, last night, the big boxing, uh, we touched on league earlier mm. on, Gal, or poor Gal, and uh, a lot of people love him or hate him. Yep. Uh, JT's a big fan of him. Uh, the grab, they would call him. Went up against uh, another big man, uh, John Hopawati. Uh, they got quite, um, you know, quite ugly. Uh, is the build okay. up to the fight as boxing does. Hopper's uh, got the old uh, stranglehold on gals. And oh, okay. They're good, mate, uh, at the end of it all. <laughs> you know, it's all that whole big thing, the big build up. And gals got him in the second round and knocked the big man to the floor and right. uh, actually showed a bit of concern for him. Uh, ran down there to make sure his mate was all good. And hey, look, they're buddies. Uh, when you're in the boxing ring, it's what it is. It was the main fight last night. Uh, Justin Hodges, uh, he got in there as well and, uh, you know, retired from playing a uh, big-time league and uh, dealt to his opponent as well. But uh, overall, good to see a few of the uh, leagueies. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, who turned down from going to play at the uh, World Challenge, playing for the Indigenous. He was there watching. And, yeah, it was just a great night uh, of uh, boxing. And Paul Gallon, you look at these three guys, he's called out. Uh, one of those is Sonny Bill Williams. Everyone wants their big fight league versus a rugby union. Mm. I reckon Gal will uh, smash up uh, Sonny Me Ball. Me too. But there's also Manu, Vatu, Manu Vatuve. Uh, there's another name that's called out as well. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It was a big night of boxing. Uh, was good to watch, actually. Some good fights there. Uh, not like the other rubbish thing I watched. Sun, uh, Sonny Bull and the other idiot. <laughs> that rubbish that was rubbish, mate. Whatever that was. That was rubbish. Yeah, this was real deal. Yeah. And that bloody poor Gallon. He's not too bad, you know. Yeah. People give him flack. He's not too bad in the ring until he meets up with JT, and then oh, JT will knock him on his ass. <laughs> Did you catch that fight there, um, JT? No, mate. Two New South Wales grubs going toe to toe with the rest of But yeah, no, I agree, mate. He's a tough hombre, old Gallon. I remember there was some rugby player from New Zealand a few years back talking himself up that he was going to. Um, Give Gellin the, uh, the old what's up, and I think Gellin actually toasted him up quite quite badly. I don't mm. remember the guy's name, but it was some league versus union thing a few years back. Um, and Hickerhead, was that the guy? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's yeah, the one. Well, Gellin gave him a good hiding. Uh, yeah, no, poor Gellin. I love him or hate him. He's a tough bloke and sort of guy I'd love to sit down next to and have a bit of a chat with. He's, you know, he's got some good experiences and some good mm. knowledge of the game. and even though we probably wouldn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, still respect the man for what he's done, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just real quick, of course, the uh, Indian Women's Series and the ODIs uh, was pretty much uh, wrapped up by uh, India, I think. Um, when he in, played uh, last night, too. Yes, in the T20s, I was, I was uh, getting to yeah. that. Of course, the T20s, um, they, the, the New Zealand women... Uh, pretty much uh, finished that series off. Of course, they've got another game tomorrow against India. As well as that, the uh, men, the men go into a bit of decider, of a, uh, go into a decider as well tomorrow 
eight o'clock they kick off. The women um, uh, kick off at uh, four. Um, should be a good game actually uh, in Hamilton for both games. It's been great watching the women play first and then the men as, as usual. It's been it's been a, a really interesting. Anything else uh, been happening there, um, Reno? Yeah, yeah, I suppose, you know, for the big UFC fans out there, uh, Israel Adesanya, uh, the big talking uh, up of this, uh, bring this on. It's like an honour for this young uh, boy representing New Zealand, taking on one of the legends, one of the greats of UFC, Anderson Silva. Uh, so uh, that's the big fight coming up for uh, this young boy. And um, we'll see how a couple of Kiwis going pretty good, actually, by the way. Uh, and that, and also the big farewell for uh, Brenda McCullum Baz, bowed out of the uh, big bash. That is it for him. In the uh, big bash side of things, so yeah, yeah, but you see a bit more on that cricket side of it, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The breakers, I'll oh, forget about them. Build on to twenty twenty season now. That's done, dusted. Right, right. Well, uh, anything else? Uh, really quickly, probably. No, nah, I think that's about yeah. it. Well, that leads us on then, I guess, to definitely my favourite um, part of the show the part of the show where we get to release our angst i suppose that have built up over the week it's time then for us to put the um i've had quite a happy sort of a week i suppose so it's been a bit difficult to kind of um find anything to put the boot in about today hence i will take um uh mr Ra walker's back up and i'm going to put the boot into to the weather especially around gisborne it's just been a bit of a crazy sort of i don't know the weather's just been uh, a little bit difficult shall we say so there we go my put the boot and goes to the weather put the boot in. yeah my put the boot in's gonna go into uh uh brian tamaki it said waitangi made a comment um uh, they do good they do some good things, and uh, even Don Grish was there, and then, you know, they're both entitled to, to, to what they believe and what they say. But it was just a comment that Brian Tamaki made that he was higher than, than like, the ordinary person or something. It just sounded so condescending and just a, a bit of an ego kind of a trip down uh, down memory lane. So, no, uh, you know, if you are and you do do good things, then your actions should be enough instead of doing the talking to sort of uh, follow it through. So that's my put the boot in. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes to our owners, especially down the top of the South Island around the Wakefield Nelson area. We know there is a big devastation of a fire down the evacuation at the moment, 2,500 people. Uh, you got the fire brigade, you got the army helping. You also got the personnel up in the sky flying around, dropping the monsoon buckets. You definitely don't need drones up there. So for people who own drones and uh, when they're in an emergency or civil defence situation, please do not try and be the person to access some of the footage from a high on your drone. That just gets in the way. So uh, to the person, especially down there in Wakefield around Nelson, where they're trying to deal with this out-of-control fire, you got their drone, mate. Don't be putting it up there. I reckon they need to get a gun and shoot the bloody thing down. But, um, yeah, maybe for drone owners, you know, uh, just be mindful where you are and some of the areas where they're trying to deal with situations like this. You don't need your drone up there flying around and trying to get the best footage so you can share it to everyone on social media. So to some drone owners, not all of them, just to some uh, put the boot in theme. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in this week goes to uh, a 58-year-old Timaru man, Stephen Heppelston, who has been charged with importing a prohibited item. 
and he's been caught with objectionable, objectionable publications involving the sexual exploitation of children. Now, this tosser has been, has been caught uh, importing a child-like sex doll. And to me, that is just an absolutely sick, revolting, disgusting, hangable offence. So he's been remanded on bail until May the 2nd for sentencing, when his risk to children will be assessed. Well, I've already done his risk to children, and he, mate, get rid of him. Turn his oxygen off. He doesn't, doesn't deserve to live amongst us. Pedophiles, rock spiders, whatever you want to call them, they're the lowest of the low. That's my put the burden. So can you remind us, JT, what's this guy's name again? Stephen with a P-H, Heppleston, H-E-P-P-L-E-S-T-O-N, 58 from Chitmaru, or a.k.a. Timaru. Wow. Wow. That's, okay. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Let him out on bail, please. He's out on bail. Are you kidding? Wow. Wow. That's your, that's your court system at its best, Yeah. Wow. Wow. Great justice system we got. Uh, uh, unbelievable. But, yeah, i tell you what, um, Reno, there are just some idiots. You said that they should get a gun to shoot their drone down. They should get a gun to shoot the guy who's operating the blooming thing. Man, that's just a, that's just an idiot, in my opinion, eh? Um, flying a drone down oh, while trying to bloomin' put out these big fires. I mean, what is up with the fools? Fools that do that, man. We need to get them on full time. Yeah, and, and that's and that's a problem, mate. When we're dealing with drones now, they're into every bloody thing these days, and they captivate everything as well. And when you got the power of social media and you're wanting to be the first person to yes. uh, exploit all that stuff. Yeah. They go out there and do it. They don't really know. give a stuff or care. They no. just want to get out there and think they're cool to get their stuff out there. But they, what they're doing is actually uh, getting in the way of people who are trying to yep. do the right thing. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're stuffing it up. So, you know, we heard the call from our Prime Minister uh, during that whole episode, and that's an, uh, I hate to see what it's going to be like in five years' time, yep. mate. So, yeah, crazy stuff. And uh, I totally agree with JT on this. I'll put the boot in. No place on this bloody planet for anyone like that. Oh. Rotten hell. Oh, absolutely. And and and, and your your mate Tar- uh, Brian Tamaki, eh? <laughs> oh, your uncle Keithy, he's always uh, the centre of attention. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, the one comment he made is he was like he was referring to himself again. The high and high and mighty sort of. Uh, but yeah, just uh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, what makes people do that? Like that, like that pervert guy that JTM, uh, you mm. know, there's no, no place in society for people who feel like that. I reckon. I just think, yeah, that you know, there's, uh, there's better things to sort of uh, be looking at, maybe. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I'm uh, see, I don't know who invited um, Brian Tamaki or um, uh, Don Brash to. Uh, um, to uh, Waitangi, but I'm glad that they um, were invited, a- a- and I'm also glad that they accepted and going. Um, one of the things that has come out, especially about Don Brash, was that um, obviously the audience he was talking to weren't totally au fait with maybe what he was, you know, um, saying or what he he, he was uh, talking about. So. Um, I'm glad that, you know, it's not all positivity and stuff like that. Uh, 
in a way. And and um, I'm I'm kind of glad that you know those two people actually did eventually eventually go up there. Um, I think it's a good thing that uh, you know I, I know a lot of people don't agree with what those two people in particular have to say, but I'm glad that at least. They they we still live in a country where they're allowed to say it, and and on a forum where um you know people don't necessarily agree with them. Uh, I think that was great. Having said that, uh, I just want to say a big thank you going out to uh, uh, our three uh, amigos, the three amigos that were here with Yay. us today. <laughs> Ra, always uh, great to be able to catch up with you, bro. Yeah, you two Keithy and the boys, it's always uh, thoroughly entertaining to, uh, hey, it's like the thing you were saying about Don and, and, uh, and um, Brian, you know, uh, they're entitled to what they say, like us, we sort of have our little rants and our little sort of carry-ons over here, but it's all in, uh, it's all in, uh, yeah, it's all, all point of view, so, yeah. And also, Reno, great to have you along with us uh, once again, uh, look forward to catching up with you um, next week there, bro. Yeah, no, always a pleasure to catch up the boys on a Saturday morning off to uh, support the Rams and that uh, athletic champs today. The oh, next nice. is uh, motocross series tomorrow, round seven of the championships. So a uh, busy weekend for me, bro. So uh, look forward to catching up with you, uh, Keith Tamaki, on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and JT, uh, I, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the uh, Waitangi celebrations that you are going to be, uh, you know, involved with. Uh, Today, I hope it's going to be a good one, bro. Yeah, it will look really good. We see a couple of big things happening this weekend, obviously, what we do next year. And tomorrow, there's the Matt Harper's first Matt Harper's Memorial Golf Day. I love the bros to get together to four ball, best ball, and bros. Oh, nice. Cool. Over 24 teams, so whatever 24 times four is, that's a big field. So, looking forward to that. Good catch up. And uh, interestingly enough, all four Māori boys boarding schools, Chiaoti, where I went, St. Stephen, Hustle Petra, and Hustle Polder, all have teams. So, it's going to be a bit oh, of a cool. That's so, awesome. Looking forward to that. Take care and then take it back. <laughs>